0: Women's uh, day, a day, a day to celebrate women's achievements and continue to press for progress. She talked about Alberta's famous five and the Alberta women who won medals during the Winter Olympics.
1: Now you may have noticed many of the women uh, at the Olympics of the Canadian team were wearing what are called ball earrings. Well those earrings are part of a line of jewelry that began about 10 years ago at the kitchen table of Rachel Milkey. Since then Rachel has transformed her company into one of the fastest growing companies in Canada with revenues of $15 million and employing almost 150 people now, continues to expand. Rachel Melke, the founder and CEO of and Burke, joins us today. Hey. Hey. Nice to have you. Nice to have you here. Nice to see you again. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. Let's start with this. You turned a pastime into a business, 700% growth in five years.
2: It's been an incredible journey and I have amazing people like the clients that we have in Edmonton to thank for our growth and our success. And it's so exciting for me to see Hilbergenberg grow because of the work that we do in the community. We just came from Compassion House Mm -hmm. and we've supported Compassion House since our entry Mm -hmm. into the Edmonton market. And just seeing the actual, um, the activations that we do with Compassion House come to life is is incredible.
1: But you started at your kitchen table. You had a marketing job and I know so many people are sitting there thinking, you know, taking that leap of faith and anybody who decides to go out into business on their own or do whatever, that's a leap of faith.
0: Well, the question is always, did the business drive you or did you drive the business, right? So which was it? Did it get bigger and bigger because it it dragged you into success?
2: (laughs) I think think you have to drive the business. Nobody just accidentally becomes successful in business. It takes a, a lot of hard Hard work and a lot of hours and a long time people think that um, you know companies become overnight successes but don't realize there's usually a decade or two of hard work that have gone into creating that overnight it's like success. music
1: like musical entertainer acts it's like oh it's you know they're the newest hottest <laughs> thing but they've yeah. been plugging down in nashville for 10 right, years right
0: exactly right they've been a garage band for <laughs> 12 years um so let me ask was there a turning point in your business then one specific point
2: there have been several turning points for sure i would say the most significant was when we were um commissioned to design a piece of jewelry for Queen Elizabeth. That's pretty good. That's a
0: good gig. <laughs> That's a big one.
2: Yeah. It was a huge accolade for our company. And then when she went on to wear the piece over and over and over again, it really just put us on the map in the country.
1: Because really, you can be commissioned to design a piece and it can be presented to the Queen. Whether or not she wears mm-hmm. it is a different story. Yeah, it's quite something how her wardrobe comes together and how she actually hand
2: chooses the jewelry that she's going to wear every day. So when she does choose to wear a piece of jewelry, it's significant
0: and it's a very special moment. Boy, I hope you engraved your Twitter handle on the back of <laughs> <laughs> take full advantage Indeed. of that. She has
1: two pieces now of Hilberg & Burke jewelry, right? Yeah, we were fortunate enough to have been
2: commissioned again last year f- um, by the government of Canada to create a second piece for her.
0: Wow. Now, you were also on CBC's Dragon's Den, though, Mm -hmm. and you got a new partner out of that uh, appearance. Do you still have that partner?
2: I do, yeah. I was on Dragon's Den 10 years ago.
0: Has it been that long? Oh, my. Yeah, it's wild. I remember that episode. Definitely
2: another turning point in the companies. That's right when I was getting started. I was literally still at my kitchen table when I went on the show. So what
0: did you need, help or money?
2: Um... You know, I was going there really looking for a bit of a um, an opportunity to tell the brand story, to get publicity. And, you know, in my wildest dreams, I couldn't have imagined that I would have walked away with a deal. And so the, the deal, the cash, the publicity, all of that helped really when the company was just getting started and needed so much support at that point. So it was definitely a big turning point for Hill Bergenberg right when I was just had left my full time job and had gone. R- into
0: remind it. me who your partner was. It was... Uh... <laughs> Brett Wilson. Brett Wilson, right. Did he know you were doing this on a kitchen table or had you already moved past that?
2: I'm not sure that that came up in conversation at any point. They had talked, <laughs>
0: well, they asked I wouldn't, me about I wouldn't my open revenues with it for and I sure. think the
2: revenues probably indicated that the company was still fairly
1: <laughs> um, startup. <laughs> <laughs> so your relationship with Brett Wilson, um, 10 years on, how has that changed? Um, because at the front, it was, I'm coming on board, yep. uh, I'm going to give you this money, you were going to do this, and I'm guessing that it's changed into it more of a mentor role. You know, he was really clear from the first
2: day. Um after we closed the deal on the show that day, he took me out for coffee that night and I was curious as to how this all would work. And he said, you know, Rachel, like we can get the deal closed right away, but I just want you to know, I don't want to have an active role in your business. I'm just here to be a cheerleader for you. And that is how our relationship has evolved. He have, has been a huge cheerleader and supporter of the company, but in the day-to-day operations of the company. He's uninvolved, and it's worked really well for both of us. I think he's thrilled with his, his investment <laughs> in Hilberg and Burke, and he's been um, a longtime supporter. Well,
0: how involved are you still in the day-to-day operation? Because you used to design all the jewelry yourself. Do you still?
2: In the early days, I did. Uh, as the company has grown, I've taken more of a strategic role, so I still... Love sitting down and working with my hands, making jewelry, but it doesn't happen as often as it used
0: to. And well, it's probably not at a kitchen table.
1: Well, not at a kitchen table. and she has two. She's been, you know, in those ten years, got married, two kids, your stepson. Yep. there's a whole lot of juggling going on now. <laughs> There is. Yeah. As a, you know, it's hard enough in business, but at, specifically
2: as a female entrepreneur and as a mother, it just layers on complexities that, you know, when I was first getting started, I couldn't have imagined how um, challenging at times it could be to run a, a business the size of Hillberg and Burke, and try and juggle being a mother, a mother of small children. And there's days that it definitely brings you to your knees. Yeah. But I think women has, have this special resiliency that you just pick up and keep going and believe that you are going to create something special. Mm -hmm. And for me, Hill, and Burke, I believe will change the world and will do something really special. And we've already started to make meaningful change in communities across Canada.
0: Would you say that is the greatest challenge you faced with your business then, trying to balance home life with business?
2: It certainly has been one of them, and it's a challenge that never goes away. Lots of challenges in business you face, and then you find solutions to, and you move on. But the challenge of balancing being a mother mm-hmm. and being present in your children's life, and also running a very rapidly growing business, is
1: something that you're constantly working on. Hmm. I have a, I have a couple questions on the business on the business front. How do you how do you get stars like Michelle Obama and Celine Dion to wear your jewelry? Number one, and number two, so you, so that happens but we're still you're still trying to maybe do breakthroughs into the United States or into Eastern Canada, wherever it is. uh, That's two questions. So how do you get stars to wear your jewelry? For us, it has been creating strategic partnerships and
2: just building strong relationships with people, and that has led to opportunities where we've been asked to participate in interesting events or political events or, you know, something where we just have an opportunity to showcase our product. Mm -hmm. That has been probably the single greatest opportunity we've had to gift product to powerful women around the world was just creating creating really strong relationships with people.
1: Now, expanding the company, I mean, from... Because your head office is in Regina, Mm -hmm. um, still in the same house on... What street is that? McIntyre. McIntyre We still street? have our flagship uh, store. Wow, in. You China. just told
0: everybody where she lives?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> it's no. not the, out of my house
2: anymore. Oh, okay, great. So you're it. not living there anymore. <laughs> the first store we ever opened was in this 100-year-old character house in Regina. We converted it into this beautiful, quaint, intimate experience that still is mm-hmm. our first and our really our jewel, the jewel of Regina. We've since moved into a 30,000-square-foot building in the warehouse district <laughs> and completely renovated it and turned it into our headquarters, so that is where the company is now based out of.
1: Okay, so you're there and done really well, I would say, in Saskatchewan, in, in Alberta. How do you continue to push and and, and get bigger? Because I'm guessing you want to get bigger, Rachel. Yeah, there's a there's a model that you follow
2: that it's it worked in Saskatchewan, so now we're replicating it in Alberta, and then we'll replicate it in Manitoba and eventually in Ontario and beyond. And I think that there's really no magic bullet to growth in business. You just figure out what works, and you continue to do it, and day after day after day, and then eventually one day you're Global brand. Did mm. you ever take any business courses? I went to business school at the University okay. of Regina. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you know, the U of R background. has a
0: business school? <laughs> Excellent. A uh, very good business school. I'm by sure the way. they do. I'm sure they do. You have to be innovative in business, especially in a small business, but you also, not only with your product, uh, but with your promotion. Um, I, you're always trying to reach new markets, I think. So tell us about Bring the Sparkle Day. Is that what it was called?
2: We've worked a lot with a, pro- a a Sparkle product, a Sparkle collection. But to us at hill Bergenberg, Sparkle is about so much more than a line of jewelry. Sparkle is about who we are as women and just encouraging women to be resilient and be brave and inspire them to live amazing lives. And so not only do we do that through the partnerships that we have in our community, the stories that we tell through social media and through the, the platforms that I have to speak at, but also in the women that we feature and in the collaborations that we do mm-hmm. to us, there's so much more than just beautiful jewelry that is at the heart of Hillberg and Burke. To us, Sparkle is about the way that women live and the way we want to inspire women to. live. And them.
0: along those lines, you partnered with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and the Eskimos too. I mean, there's Sparkle balls for the Edmonton Eskimos as well. Don't forget right. about that. I forgot about that, but yeah, that. Yeah, he's a big Eskimos fan. I am here. a
0: big Eskimos fan.
1: <laughs> but that was one of the that was a huge promotion for you with the with the riders and and the
2: riders fan base is you know 40 women. Yeah. So a lot of women that really love that brand and the team and it's at the heart of our province so for a lot of reasons. That
1: partnership <laughs> made so much sense. <laughs> Look at him, he's like uh, no, a stinking Saskatchewan rough riders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quick break here. When we uh, come back, we'll continue on with the founder and CEO of Hilberg & Burke, Rachel Milk. Jo the founder and CEO of Hilberg & Burke, joining us in studio and as we talk about this business continuing to grow. Uh, storefront, finally, in Southgate and in Kingsway. There's been two sparkle bars. Uh, spark, <laughs> bars in uh, There's been one in West Edmonton Mall and one in Kingsway. That's tricky to say at times. It is. Uh, but I it's, think you nailed it yeah, the third time. Yeah, the third time. Talk for a living. talking's <laughs> hard. Um, one of the things that um, I, I, I love about your company is the commitment to give back. And that's is something that has been front and center for you uh, from the very beginning.
2: Absolutely. for From the first year that we were in business, we partnered with a lot of local charities in Regina, women-specific initiatives that were doing amazing things. And... I, like i said it's it's hard in business the thing that gets me up in the morning is that the work that we do and specifically what i saw today what the difference mm-hmm. it actually makes in women's lives the things that we do it's incredible do you
1: think more companies should be doing this
2: i think every company should be doing this i think this is the way of the future of business and i think that companies that aren't doing it won't survive mm-hmm. there's so much change happening in business so fast that this is. The new, the new way of business.
0: It know? has to be more than symbolic. That's the thing. Absolutely. You know, I saw a story today about uh, McDonald's turning uh, their M upside down uh, as a W to honour women, uh, but the backlash to that was, well, why don't you pay them a decent wage and then <laughs> we won't have to honour them specifically once a year, right? <laughs> but that that is the key to that. Hey, may I ask the name of the company? Has it always been that? Because that's a pretty, I don't want to say hoity name because that sounds <laughs> like I'm, it sounds uh, distinguished though.
2: You know, there's an interesting story behind that and it really really closely to International Women's Day and what everything about Women's Day stands for is when I first started I called the company Urban Pearl Accessories mm. and I was 24 and I jumped on a plane and I started traveling the world and starting to try to set up international vendor relations and deal with you know, people in the industry internationally. And it was so difficult as a young woman to get anyone to take me seriously that I came back and I changed the name to a company that sounded like it had been
0: around for a hundred exactly. years. Exactly. It sounds like old money.
2: Yeah. So I named it after my great grandma Hilda Bergman and my dog Berkeley. <laughs> and it's funny how that that name then changed perception as I started to email suppliers and, you know, people took me more seriously. Uh, but it, it was it was a real challenge when uh, I was yeah, getting I don't started.
0: Think, I, I funny isn't funny strange. Um, I don't find that strange at all. I personally at my age who, and I'm sure I would be a customer of yours to shop for my wife, uh-huh. would not go into a store that had urban in the name because I would assume yeah. that that's where I'd go shop for my daughter. Right. Uh, but without knowing anything else about uh, your company or your background, the name that you now have suggests to me some old established, old in a good way, I've mean, been around for a long time, mm-hmm. established jewelry vendor. I mean, it just makes sense to me totally. That's good marketing right there. How long did you operate under the first name? For two years. Two years took a while to catch on there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why aren't I selling anything
1: <laughs> one of Andrew's uh, favorite questions um, is one I'm going to ask you you know from the outside looking in and over the past 10 years and this incredible growth of this company and the the work and the the relationships that the company and you have built with so many different organizations you've made it look easy Rachel, you seriously have made it look easy and we know that there's been a lot of time put in, a lot of sacrifice. One of the Andrew's favorite things to, to ask when we have a CEO in the room is, what's been your worst day? Oh, there have
2: been a lot of ups and downs in business, for sure. Um, I think the toughest thing is when you have to make decisions for the long term of the company that impact people in the business On that day you know you sometimes as a CEO you really have to just you know look at the the long term and what's happening changes in the market and make decisions and over the years I've had many days where I've had to do things that have been tough and that have like brought me to my knees and and brought tears to my eyes but you have to find the strength to know that there's a bigger vision and there's a light at the end of the tunnel of getting through those difficult things. Um, and I think that every entrepreneur s- shares those same those same mm-hmm. struggles, those same days. And you, you hope for fewer of them. But the truth is that if you're in business, you just have to continue to expect them.
0: Mm-hmm. Just business. Um, what would you say to someone whether male or female doesn't matter who was starting out in business who had something that was a hobby at this point in time but dreams of having the success that you've had what is there one single piece of advice you'd give them
2: Um, A lot of things that I see are that people are super passionate about the actual doing of something. And if you want to scale a business, you have to really come to the realization that eventually you won't be able to do that yourself anymore. You're going to give it up and you're going to be hiring people, managing people, um, hiring, like managing cash, reading financial statements. There's so much more that your world will turn into. So really asking yourself if if that's the route that you want to go down or do you want to continue to love and do this thing for the rest of your life. Because if you're really passionate about the thing that you do um, and you don't envision taking on all of those responsibilities, then maybe entrepreneurship isn't right for you.
0: That's a great, great point. If you just want to have a great hobby, (laughs) then just embrace it as a great hobby. Right. But if you, as you say, if you want to actually scale it, though, it's not going to be a great hobby anymore. It's going to be a big weight on your shoulders for... The foreseeable future.
1: A mm-hmm. couple of uh, incredible women, uh, the spokespeople or spokespeople. The I, I, what do you call them? Your the models. Your your yeah, I guess your spokespeople really, <laughs> definitely for Hilberg and Burke right now. Tessa Virtue mm-hmm. from uh, Olympic gold medalist, the mm. uh, figure skater, and Ashley Colling-Bull. Mm-hmm. Um And uh, you'll be watching and seeing them front and center over the coming months and years I suspect. Two fabulous women and I couldn't be more proud of the partnership that we have with both of those women.
2: Something that I'm incredibly proud of is the strong and incredible women that we have chosen to be the faces of our collection over the years. We've always looked for amazing powerful women with an incredible story and those are two of the finest.
1: You know what I know and we're we're out of time but I've got so many questions for you Um, and I think people want to know and I'm sure people are texting us, where's product made? We make 90 percent of the jewelry right in Regina. And there's (coughs) a group of
2: probably 50 women that are sitting there designing, making the jewelry, quality controlling it. So when it reaches you, this is a a product that has been lovingly made by women right in
1: Regina. Love it. Good stuff. Rachel Milky, thanks for joining us. Great to see you again. My pleasure. Great to see you guys too.
0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad.